BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. We are moving to New Jersey, and I am so freaking excited. Someone recently sent me this tweet that was like, love yourself as much as people from New Jersey love New Jersey. And that hit home for me. I don't know why I love New Jersey so much, but I freaking love it. I always have. And I am so excited to be a Jersey girl again. Well, it's something that never leaves you, but I'm excited to live there. I want to first just, I off the bat, I have to acknowledge my voice is outrageous right now. I am still congested. I'm on day like 14 of being congested. I feel fine. I just cannot kick this like deep congestion. So I'm sorry. It bothers me, hopefully more than it will bother you, but it's driving me motherfucking insane. So we're going to have to deal with that through this episode. But I have so much to fill you guys in on because I've been keeping some secrets. Although if you are one of my Instagram subscribers, you know all of this already. But if you aren't, here is what has been happening in my life. We are officially moving. I cannot believe it. So for context, and we're going to do the whole backstory, everything, I'm going to fill you guys in. I'm recording this right before Christmas. And when this releases, we are moving in 10 days. So shit's about to get very freaking real. And there's about to be a lot of homeowning, moving, decorating, organizing content coming your way. All right, so let's rewind like far, far back. If you're wondering like, why are we moving all of this? We can start there. So I'm originally from New Jersey, as is my husband. We're both from Central Jersey. We've always been like people who eventually want to raise our kids in New Jersey. And it's funny because some of my friends who live in the city are like, yeah, eventually I want to move or I definitely want to go somewhere. I just don't know where. And they're looking kind of all over the place. They're looking in Long Island. They're looking in Connecticut. They're looking in New Jersey. Like, I'm so grateful that it was just the writing was on the wall from the very beginning. We didn't even consider looking anywhere other than New Jersey. So that was very beneficial for the like endless options on the East Coast. But also, it's just us. It's our vibe. It's where we want to be. What I will say is we we're pretty adamant on North Jersey versus Central where we're from because we wanted to be closer to the city and just like 
go somewhere other than where we both grew up. And it's where a lot of our friends have moved or are moving hopefully in the near future. And I just love it. Like there's so many cute towns there. I love it. So we always knew that eventually we wanted to move to the suburbs. I've been in New York now for 10 years, which is wild. It does not feel that long, but at the same time, it feels like forever. It's a third of my life, which is kind of freaking insane. And I have such a love-hate relationship with New York. I definitely have more of a love relationship lately, but I will say when I graduated, it was I loved the fun aspects of it. We were going out all the time. All of my friends were here. There was such close proximity. You could be spontaneous. There was always something going on, but it definitely heightened my anxiety. And I think that was also mainly like my job, but I used to feel so anxious every Sunday coming back into the city if we were at the beach for the weekend. Like the second we would get through the tunnel, my anxiety would skyrocket. And not that that has gone away. Actually, it has gone, It has definitely lessened, but I think there's this energy in the city, no matter what, that's like the constant feel that you should be or need to be doing something. And this idea of almost FOMO because you feel like there's always something that you're missing out on. Maybe that's just me, but I did always feel that way in New York. And the level of my energy just always has felt heightened. And once I quit my job and started my own thing, the anxiety went into different places, but I started to love the city more and more. And having a kid, I think having a baby in New York or any main city, I can just only speak to New York because that's my lived experience, is awesome. The proximity is incredible. You can just hop out of your apartment, get them in a stroller and go and you can grab coffee, takeout, restaurants, groceries, like errands, Anything you need is like at your fingertips. And that's so awesome. You don't have to get in a car. You don't have to worry about any of that. And all of my friends who were here, it was so easy for them to be a part of our son's life, which was amazing. I mean, for our friends to have such close relationships with our child and see him so often has been so wildly incredible. That being said, we always wanted to have a home with a yard and more space and be out of the city when our first child was in like the toddler stage. And there's so many different opinions on this and everyone has their own right to their own opinion. I'm not saying one way is right or wrong. Some people are definitely happier raising kids in the city. Some are definitely happier raising kids in the suburbs. I knew and so did Joe that we wanted to raise children in the suburbs. So that was the first thing, like the idea of having a yard. I am so freaking excited to just be able to spend time outside that does not include like actively going somewhere or spending money to do something. To be able to just open a door and be like, hey, here's a backyard. We can just hang out outside and not have to like formally make this a thing. And Charlie, are you kidding? The idea of just being able to open a door and let him go to the bathroom, like, I know that sounds so simple, but the night walks that I'm responsible for, that's my task that I own, Charlie's night walks, are the bane of my existence because at five o'clock, I want to like get in my pajamas and be cozy for the night, mainly like right now in the winter. And the walk is just hanging over me. And it's so easy. It's not a big deal, but I can't explain it mentally. It's just like something I don't want to do. And the fact that I can just open the door now and let him go to the bathroom, I'm so fucking excited for 
and for him to have space to run around and play. So those are honestly two things I'm most excited for. The third one being if you live in New York or I guess another major city, but like the idea of having a driveway, the simple things, having a driveway I am so excited for because right now our car, we keep a car in the city for like all of our weekend travel and stuff. And the garage is like eight-ish blocks away. It's just, it's such a process to get out, to pack up everything with the baby, with the dog. Someone has to go get the car. Someone has to load the trolley in the apartment. We got to all get in the elevator, get down, like illegally park the car in front of the apartment with our hazards on. Hope that like some big truck isn't trying to get through our small street load up the car, then all manage this around tunnel traffic. The It's like an Olympic sport. Honestly, I feel so fucking accomplished anytime all four of us have packed up, gotten in and exited the city in our car because way to go team. I say it every time, but the idea of just having a driveway, that is heavenly. And also like not having to plan every single trip or anytime we're leaving around the idea of tunnel traffic where you could spend an hour in traffic going three blocks to get into the Holland Tunnel. I cannot wait. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, a brand you know I am obsessed with. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every single morning. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health and now I can't imagine going a day without it. I take AG1 first thing in the morning after I meditate and it makes me feel like I am giving my body the nutrition it craves. After taking AG1 for so long, it is so clear how much it has helped me. Very early on, I noticed that it helped me with my improved digestion. As someone who definitely leans towards the more constipated side, it helps me with more regular bowel movements, which you know are very important to me. AG1 helps the gut so that your whole body can thrive, especially when I'm trying traveling, it is vital for my digestion to have AG1 as part of my routine and their travel packs make it so easy so that I don't have to miss a day. I honestly wish I could run some form of campaign that has every hotel room equipped with a squatty potty because I'm so sick of using the trash cans and some AG1 travel packs because they are truly my best friend when I travel. I am not kidding you. Joe and I bring them everywhere we go. We will make sure to have our glass filled with water, something to stir it on up and enjoy them first thing in the morning. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com FFF. That's athleticgreens.com FFF. Check it out. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. So by now you understand New Jersey was always the plan. Those are some of the things I'm most excited for. And those are just like the simple things. I'm so excited to like have a home and make it ours and have so much space and be in like 
a cute town and be able to bop around and make new friends, even though I am overwhelmed by that most definitely. I just am really excited about this. However, it's been pretty crazy timing. Life has been a bit of mayhem behind the scenes, which like you've probably picked up on from the content I've been sharing. I'm just fucking overwhelmed. Was it the smartest idea to try like buy a house, plan all of this and move within the month of the holidays and simultaneously throw in a family trip in the midst of that? Probably not, but that's how everything shook out and it is what it is. It's just felt like a lot. And, you know, I say this all the time about parenting. I think this applies to so many aspects of life that conflicting emotions can coexist. Like, I am so excited to move and have this home and make it ours and be in New Jersey. I'm also really sad about leaving New York. Like, there are going to be so many things I'm going to miss. And I'm also just flat out overwhelmed because buying a house... (laughs) Is a lot of fucking work and it feels very adult. And it's one of those things where I am like, who, when did this happen? Who allowed me to be an adult? Like I still, I say this all the time, feel like I'm 12 years old. So there's a lot of me feeling like I'm just kind of riding, I don't know, just like holding on and fucking going for the journey and hoping that we land somewhere. But It is an exciting, overwhelming, amazing, incredible, emotional journey for context. So we found an agent, I want to say like eight-ish months ago now, and had been looking at houses with the idea of wanting to be in a home before summer of 2023. And we saw a few houses. There was one that I absolutely fell in love with. We put an offer in. We did not get it. I was heartbroken. And like, it's so interesting because this applies to so many aspects of my life. We've talked about this when it comes to fertility, how it's like that one egg turns out to be the baby. And when that eventual baby is in your life, you're like, oh, that's why this all happened to get me here. And people said that about the house when I shared that we didn't end up getting the house that we fell in love with and we put an offer in, they were like, it'll all make sense when you get the eventual house that you live in. And I'll be like, oh, this is why it worked out this way. And it's so scary and daunting and overwhelming and hard to believe that. But my life just continuously shows me, like statistically, that I can lean back on. That's like, that's why that happens. And this is the exact case of this. I'm going to have an episode coming out soon on like, how the fuck you even buy a house with one of my good friends from high school who's a mortgage lender. And it's such an informative and educational and amazing episode. And you'll hear us actually talk about the exact house that we ended up buying because we recorded in the midst of all this journey I'm going to share with you. So it's interesting to reflect back on that. And even just how my emotions and timing and the universe has shifted since then. So we had put an offer in on this house that we thought was our dream house. We didn't get it. There were things about the first house that we were obsessed with. It felt very cozy. The location was amazing. It was walking distance to this beautiful, huge park. And on the other side, walking distance to a more private park that had like a little pond. I was like, oh my God, there's water nearby. All of these things. However, we had a list going into this process of like, things that we really wanted in a house, things that we deemed non-negotiable and dream items. 
And it's funny what you think is a non-negotiable and then suddenly becomes negotiable. Because the matter of reality is, if you found a house that hits like all of your non-negotiables, you're probably not going to be able to afford it. That was just like what we started to notice. So there were things that we really wanted, like a backyard was... That is a non-negotiable for us. We really wanted to be on a street that was like a walking street, so not like a double yellow street, not a busy street. We really wanted to be in walking distance to a park, a double vanity. That was like the dream. Like I cannot, I could not wait to have a double vanity, a nice big closet, an office for both of us because working in our bedroom for me has really fucked my relationship up with my work and being a mom and has confused the shit out of me. And I just cannot wait to have a space that's like designated mine where I can sit down and work and then exit and be done with work because right now the lines are just way too blurred. So all of these things, the house that we had originally put an offer in did not check off all of these things, but we fell in love with it. And it's so funny now because I'm so happy that we ended up in the house that we're ending up in versus that initial house. And that's what I think people meant where it's like, it'll make sense to you when you eventually get the house that you're meant to get. It's just so hard to believe that. But we don't get that house and we keep seeing a few more. I think we saw probably a total of like 10 plus houses. And there was one house that came on the market that we went to go see and it was the weekend. We had been away with Joe's family We were leaving for Italy the next day. I was so overwhelmed. I was really, really anxious about the Italy trip and like leaving the country, leaving Liam, all of these things. So looking back, I was not in like the right state of mind to go see a house and like potentially make a life decision. But we go and see it and it was a old bones, but gut like inner renovation. And it was beautiful. And we kept saying like, this house is gorgeous. I love like almost everything about it. But for some reason, my head and my heart are just not connected on it. Like it just didn't feel like our house. And two main things were leading to this. There was no, and this plays a huge role into this story. Okay. One, there was no garage, which like I did not grow up with a connected garage. Neither did Joe. I'm not someone that's like, I need to be able to get in my car and have it not be freezing and covered in snow, whatever. I do not feel that way at all. However, I would like some form of structure for the sake of honestly, like storage of yard and kid shit. So that was one thing. And then the second main thing was that the entire first floor was open. And Yes, I love an open floor plan, 100%. But it was like you walk in the front door and you see everything. And that just felt not us. And it, I don't know, it just, we did not vibe with that. But the house was beautiful. It was new. We were like, I do love it. So when we were in Italy, we kind of made this like rash decision to put an offer in. And we definitely weren't like dying for the house. But we were like, let's put an offer right around like, you know, where it's listed, see what happens. And we then feel like we regret our decision. And we call our agent and we're like, I know this isn't the best practice, but I just, something's not feeling right for my gut and we want to pull our offer. So we end up pulling the offer. And all of this matters because you know how I say it's a no for now all the time? Well, 
this is like almost on the reverse end where the buyer, I mean, the seller who was a builder and like the agent got a no, but it was like a no for now. And they eventually made it work where they got what they wanted. And the timing of it all ended up getting us what we wanted. So the house ends up not selling. And they call our agent and they're like, hey, we would love to meet with your potential buyer and discuss like, is there something we can do that would get them interested again? And I think a lot of this had to do with the fact that like the market had shifted right around this time. It became more of a buyer's market than like we've seen in the past few years, like since COVID. And they clearly like financially just wanted to get out of this position, wanted to sell the house, whatever. So we go and meet with them. And Joe and I are just in such a different mindset going into this meeting where we see the house and we're like, wait, I fucking love this house. Like, the only thing I can equate this to is when I went to visit Lafayette, where I ended up going to college, the first time I visited, it was because my whole, like my parents, my aunts, my grandfather, everyone had gone there. So I was like, okay, mom, I'll go for you. I'll go visit it, whatever. We go visit. It's this rainy day. We saw a lacrosse game. It was like an awful game. And I was like, mom, I hate this school. I'm sorry. Like, I did not like the coach that was there. I'm like, I, I did it. I came. I saw it. The school's not for me. We're checking it off the list. And she was like, totally agree. Done. Then a new coach gets hired who I knew. She calls me. She's like, please just come back. Give it another shot. Come and see it. I'll give you a tour. We went on this like beautiful day. And I was like, I am obsessed with this school. It was just such a different mindset. And I fell in love with the school. I end up going there. I'm so happy I went there, like beyond. And it was so the universe for me. And that's what I keep coming back to. I'm like, the universe fucking knows the timeline for me. It's just a matter of trusting it, which is really hard for a control freak like I am in my recovery stage. So we go and see this house the second time and we're suddenly in love with it. We're like, wait, I, I, I fucking love this house. And we see all these things that we didn't necessarily pay attention to. We're falling more and more in love with it. But we say, we verbalize specifically the first floor being open. Like, we didn't love this. Could we maybe enclose a bit this area? Like, put in some walls that still have, like, open archways. So there's still an open flow. But you don't walk in the front door and see everything. And can we build a garage? We go through all these things. And the builder is like, yes, we can do this. And we're like, well, fuck it. Let's do it then. And... We agree on the price, what they're going to do, all of these things, and it happens. So that's how, like, the the timing of it all was just so crazy. Like, thinking back, if we had not pulled our initial offer, I would not be nearly as excited moving into this house because of the things that we were, our gut wasn't screaming excitement for. And now, how blessed are we? Like, are you fucking kidding I know this is not a normal situation. I'm so well aware of that. And I feel so blessed and so grateful and privileged and like all of these things. And to my universe that has my back, I love you. So we go through the whole process and I am learning a lot. And we're going to have a whole series on Instagram, TikTok. I don't know where it's going to live, whatever, of like moving to the suburbs and learning about all these things because, wow, it's a lot. There's a lot that goes into this, even like the inspections. So we have the inspector come and 
it's just insane all of these things that you would never know. Like it's crazy the amount you don't know what you don't know. And I used to say that about my corporate job all the time. Like ask as many questions as you can and never make when I was an intern, someone made me feel really stupid. And then when I was an intern sponsor, I made sure to never like hopefully make anyone feel that way because you have no idea. You don't know what you don't know. And that's how I feel about these house things. So I'm there with the inspectors. Of course, I had my parents come because A, I want to show them the house. But B, I was like, just, I don't know, like you've done this. And the inspector is throwing this stuff at me. And I'm just literally sitting there like, I feel like I'm such a child and you are speaking a different language to me. He was telling me about like the sewer line and all these things we had to do and the gas and the oil and the blah, 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 and the electrical. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. But wow, the inspectors, I think they're the smartest people on this planet. I'm not kidding. Like what a talent that is to be able to go around this house. Like the report was so detailed. I will actually put who we used in the show notes because they were amazing. The most detailed thing I have ever seen in my life on this house. Luckily, there was nothing that was like a huge red flag wanting like, oh, now I don't want the house. There were just things that was like, I don't know, we had to do a different sewer thing because it was clogged with like dried paint, something with like an exhaust. We had to add an AC vent, like things I can't even remember. It was the most extensive report. So then you're in these like attorney review stages. And again, this is going to be way more detailed information in the episode with Tyler Howe coming out soon. But in New Jersey, specifically, you go into attorney review. So we're going through the inspection notes. We're fighting, not fighting, but we're like telling them these are things that we definitely want fixed before we close and before we move. Blah, blah, blah. These are their opinions. You come to agreements and then the work is done. So I do feel like I've been lying to you all and I'm sorry. I don't typically do this. I don't like to withhold information in this way, A, because it just makes me feel weird. And then I'm like, oh my God, like I feel like a fraud. But Quite honestly, I'm really trying to learn boundaries and respecting my boundaries and most importantly, preserving my mental health. I've been so overwhelmed by the process of all of this and everything else and work and the holidays and mothering and not having childcare for the majority of this month. Like it's just been a lot. And for me, I knew that if I opened this can of worms, I could not handle the response. I could not handle the new content I'd feel pressured to do. I could not handle the questions I'd feel that I had to answer. I just, I I needed to set that boundary for myself. And I'm so happy and proud of myself for doing that because it's not something I would historically have done, but I listened to myself and I'm really happy I did that. So that is why, if you're wondering, the other thing is I'm also trying to respect like the privacy of my, like of us and as we're a family and all of these things. And I wanted it also to feel real and to have things that I could share and to come at it with excitement. So Joe and I all day, we just, we, we like went home and we were like, what's up homeowner? Like we just have keys to a house. I texted my friend actually, and this is, I think important to say, just to like give you the reality of it all. I I think I always looked at this of like, oh my God, the day we close on a house, it's going to be the best day of our lives. And we're going to like pop champagne and we'll stay on an air mattress that night and eat takeout on the floor. That wasn't at all what happened. It was a horrifically downpouring day. We drove in like a downpour to the house. Liam was in a mood. The house is still under construction because we were closing prior to the construction being done. So it's like a mad dash in the house. 
all the stage furniture was still there. So it definitely didn't feel like, oh my God, this is our home. And I, it, it was just a lot. And then we like rushed back to the city to get back before Liam's nap. So I didn't have this like, aha, oh my God, best day of my life. We closed on house moment. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just being a like reality because I think that part of my brain was like, wait, this isn't what I always envisioned. But like, fuck it. Life isn't always what we envisioned. I'm so happy. It's just not this like hallmark movie moment that we're always shown. And I actually went to the house this past week to meet with our interior decorator, to check on the construction, to meet with one of my close friends, Ashley of Space of Mind, who was on this podcast like way back when and is going to help organize specifically around the kitchen pantry and like closets and stuff. And that to me was like, oh my God, like this is our house. And like showing them around, I just got so excited. And like I hopped in the car and I drove to Melbourne Deli and I got my sandwich and I was like, oh, look at me. I'm a suburban mom. And that I can't wait for. I also toured two preschools, which like, huh? I, what? Where has time gone? I fell in love with one. So I'm really, really hoping that we get in. Time will tell. We won't know until mid-January, but that also felt so real and so adult. I'm like asking these questions to these preschool teachers. Like, I'm like, how do I even know what to ask? What is happening? Who am I? But that made me feel really excited about the process. The idea of decorating a home, I know everyone's like, oh, now the fun begins. I'm really trying to adapt that attitude. I'm really trying to take it on. I'm like, this is fun. This is fun. Have fun with it. But that's not something that my brain sees as like fun. What I'm so excited for is like the fact that I'm going to restock a kitchen. Like you better believe I'm going to do a fucking massive Thrive Market order, a huge Whole Foods like trip. I'm going to be able to drive to a grocery store and like not have to worry about how much I'm getting to carry home. I'm going to be able to just like take my car out to a parking lot and load up the back of my car and drive home to a driveway and then like have Joe be able to help me unload the car. That's amazing. So like, I cannot wait for that at Trader Joe's Hall, my butcher box. Like, I can't fucking wait to stock this house. The decorating to me is less exciting. I'm trying to put on the hat of this is an exciting experience, but it's just not where my heart gravitates towards like enjoying. So we are working with an interior decorator because I need guidance because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm also trying to remember the main purpose of us buying that not main, but like one of the things that we loved about this house is we are looking, we were looking for our forever home. We want to be able to grow. We want to like, I know this is not typical, but we, my family, when we moved to New Jersey, when I was three from New York, my parents still live in that house. When Joe moved to where his parents moved, they've been in that house for upwards of 20 like almost Joe's entire life. So we both grew up in these homes forever. And I know that that's not always normal, but it's what we really wanted. Like the idea of moving all of that is so overwhelming. So I'm so grateful we were in a financial privileged place to be able to do this, but we really wanted to make it our forever home. So what I'm trying to remember is it's our forever home. I have forever to decorate it. It is a marathon. It is not a sprint. Obviously there are rooms that we're focusing on like the main family room, just having somewhere. And especially because it's like a focal point of the first floor and our bedroom. But like, quite honestly, we're taking a lot from what we have right now. Liam's nursery is a huge 
like obvious thing that needs to be done immediately. But we're literally moving his room that he has right now just to the room that will be his room in New Jersey. So we're trying to use everything we have in our apartment, whether it's going to be from our bedroom and live in our new bedroom. That's to be determined. Like our bed frame will, but our dressers will probably go in the guest room and we'll get a new dresser. But like in the meantime, you know, all of these things. I'm trying to be flex. I'm trying to be chill. Look at me. I'm chill. I'm not chill, but I'm trying. My therapist is actually really proud of me because she said that it seems I am just trying to be more go with the flow and living in that in between space. It is so not easy for me, but I'm trying so hard. And I actually posted this on my stories the other day that was like, I feel like I have 10,000 things happening in my brain right now between the holidays, work, personal life, and like our home slash our apartment. And it helps so much. This is a practice my therapist recommended I do. And it really helps me. I took a blank piece of paper. I separated it into those buckets. And I just fucking brain dumped everything that came to mind that I have to do. Everything. It could be the smallest thing. It could be the biggest thing. Just getting it on paper. It helps to A, see like realistically what I actually have going on. B, see like what action needs to get done right now. And then C, you know I love checking things off. So you better believe that list is everywhere with me and I'm check, 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 checking off as I go through things. So that's where we're at. There's a lot going on. I am so excited to do like house-related content, this whole new journey for me, taking you guys along with me. Obviously, it's not going to be like the main focus of my platform, but it is a lot of what's going on in my life. So There will be a lot of that, a lot of new brands hopefully involved, some decorating, some like reality of living in the suburbs, suburbs versus city living, making new friends. Oh my God, I have to make new friends. Well, I mean, I'm not going to like let go of my friends I have now, but I also want to like have friends that I can like see face to face regularly. But I am convincing almost everyone in my life to also move with me. So stay tuned on that. And of course, not that my little sister listens to this podcast, But what I'm going to struggle with the most is not being able to see Lucy every day. Like, I know that we have such a uniquely blessed situation of living in the same building. But the fact that, like, I'm like, Liam, want to get in the elevator and go see Woo Woo? And he's like, elevator! He gets so excited and, like, runs off the elevator, runs to our door, and he's like, knock, 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 woo, 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 and sees her every day. Like, that has been such a fucking gift. So that's going to be really hard for me. I did, yes, of course try to convince her and her boyfriend Tyler to come live with us. Um, they said no. I'm still confused why. And Joe was also like, what are you doing? But the offer still stands, baby girl. And on that note, I will say I'm very excited that we will be a close 15-minute drive to my older sister, Maddie. So I will get to see more of her and I will get to see more of her kid and they will have more, like our sons will be able to play more and it'll just be so much easier. So obviously there are ups, there are pros and cons to everything and such is life. So we're moving to the suburbs, baby. A lot more house content to come. And I also want to say I love you guys and I love you all and I love you for supporting me because quite honestly, you are a large reason of why this is able to happen. So bless the fuck up to all of you. Thank you. I love you. Here is to New Jersey, Cam returning to her roots, having a driveway, having a backyard and having an office. I cannot wait. And you guys, the kitchen is fucking insane. It is gorgeous. So lots more food content coming your way. Freckled Foodie is having a rebirth. I love you. 
Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.